Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today. Hey, Peter, thanks for being a part of the program. Tell me uh, a little bit about yourself. How did a great-looking guy like you end up coming to Heartlight, a residential boarding school in East Texas. How did that happen? Um, I really had bad relationship with my parents. Yeah. That's one reason. And I was really not secure about myself. I just wanted to like do what I wanted to do and whatever people thought about me, I didn't take it well. Yeah. Like if people thought something bad, I wasn't like oh, this is how I need to change. I need to change. This is not good. Yeah. And another, like, another main reason was, like, I got bad depression after I moved back with my dad, after my parents divorced. I think, and I have really bad trust issues, too. Hmm. My parents divorced when I was six, and I didn't find out until I was, like, nine because we lived in different houses. Nothing really changed. It's just that I was, like, I needed to know. And then when yeah. I finally asked and my mom told me, it completely destroyed me. Like, wow. it's like I didn't understand why they kept that from me. I had the right to know. Yeah. Even though I was young and nothing changed, I still had the right to know. Yeah. And so... So you were just kind of being left in the dark a yeah. little bit about what mm-hmm. was going on. Yeah. And then after that, my mom tried being more, like, part of my life more. But we were, we moved out of Dallas to Los Angeles and I was, like, super against that. Didn't want to be there. And so I, when I was about 11, decided to move back with my dad. Yeah. And that's like kind of where things got better for a year. And then I got like super depressed. I don't really know why. Hmm. But I started falling in with the wrong people, got into like drugs and just did what I wanted to do. Didn't listen to my parents, had no respect towards my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if something didn't go my way, I'd, like, threaten my mom. I'd kill myself or something. I'd just, yeah. like, go off and say stupid stuff. Even though I wasn't going to do it, I just said it to scare them. Wow. And then, You think you just lost motivation for stuff? I, yeah. I have no motivation, really. Like, I think since I got here, it's the first time I've actually had some motivation. Yeah. Being here, it's just like, okay, at least it feels kind of good to have some motivation yeah. working towards something. Well, I mean, do you spend time, I mean, and here, just for all of our listeners, I mean, kids go through counseling involved in group mm-hmm. meetings and all that. Does that help um, you get to a point where you can try to figure out why you lost motivation? I don't have a goal that I want want for my life. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Like everyone knows what they want to be as an adult, what they want to do as their job. I don't have that. Wow. I don't, don't know why. Wish I did. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like I'm just floating around trying to figure things out. Yeah. So that, so was it real easy to get into drugs and stuff? And um, you know, It took me like, a while because I resisted yeah. a lot because I was always scared. I hated disappointing my parents. Wow. 
Like I hated when my parents yelled at me that I hated that. So a real people pleaser. Yeah. And so, and then after a while, I was just like to the point where, oh, I'm whatever. This I don't know where my life is going right now. Kind of just want to have fun. So yeah. I started. Because you weren't having fun. I wasn't. I was always just like floating around trying to figure things out. And well, it was just like stressful. When you would get with other people um, and spend time with them, wherever that is, mm-hmm. um, did you find yourself kind of disconnected with them? Um, For the majority, yeah. I mean, mm. I found friends, like close friends, that I could say that like I truly trust, and that's a lot for me to yeah. trust someone. Yeah, and it's few, but like I kept a lot of friendships surface level. But I mean, a few months before I got here, I think that's when I started like actually trusting people more, and I was like kind of getting my stuff together. I was about, like, I was stopping stuff. I wasn't doing drugs as much. I was, yeah. like, getting, like, all messed up all the time or high, drunk, whatever. Yeah. I was trying to be better because I knew it was going south. Yeah. Because, like, I already had a friend that went to rehab three times, and I was like, I'm not trying to be like that. Wow. So wow. it was a real eye-opener. You think you were just kind of falling into stuff, and now you had to go, okay, I, I got to do something different. Yeah. I mean, do you want to be a 25-year-old clown on a couch no. somewhere playing video games? No. See, and I you know, I don't think I've ever met any 25-year-old that said, oh, that's what I want to be. Yeah. But I think by not figuring out some of the things that you're trying to figure out, that's where they end up. And yeah. so, I mean, I applaud you for— for going, okay, I got to figure this out, and I and I applaud your truthfulness, even as we're sitting here, yeah. where you're saying, okay, I don't have it together. I'm not motivated. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I've tried this. I've tried this, and I want to, but I don't know. I mm-hmm. go. That's that's the the probably the first step oh, yeah. in in moving to something good that that more people need to take when they mm-hmm. begin to realize exactly where they are. I mean, I think I got here knowing that there was something wrong and that I wanted to ch- needed to change. Yeah. Get those problems fixed. I didn't realize the extent of it, but mm. I knew that something was wrong and I was willing to change it because my mom always said like you're not going to get if you want help, you're going to get help. Yeah. If you don't want it, you're not going to. Yeah. So, it's like rehab if you don't want to stop, right. you're not going to stop. Right. Right. So, I was just like, okay. I mean, you have a point. Okay, so you come here, and, and and out of all the stuff that's going on here, I mean, you, you get to live with other guys. You're you're being told you got to mm-hmm. go to school. You're in counseling. Mm-hmm. You're in group meetings. You have activities. That yeah. I mean, is it overwhelming a little bit? It was. It yeah. was, but I kind of like fell into the whole structure. I really needed structure. You think you think kids really need structure? Oh yeah, I think everyone needs structure. Yeah. I don't know what life would be like without it. Yeah. Cause like it'd be, be pretty messed up. Yeah, well, it's, it's moving you in a good direction. That's yeah. the good thing. Structure is good, but like I also agree that too much structure can be like bad. Yeah, it's closing off. Like you don't know what to do. You're just like you won't, when you go home, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, you could, it could go good or it could go bad. Yeah, yeah. So when you talk to your mom and dad, mm-hmm. do y'all get along better now than you were? It's a little bit better. I mean, we weren't, like, always bad. Like, I could have conversations with my parents. Yeah. Like, I, I always had pretty good relationship with them. Yeah. And just, like, 
when I was home, I would just do what I wanted to do, though. Like, if I didn't get what I wanted, then I'd, like, throw a fit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, now, it's without that, I think it's way better. Yeah. I'm starting to trust my parents more now. Oh, especially. good. Good. You know, my hope is, is that Heartlight can be that place where you find those things that you haven't had and, and maybe— uh, maybe gain some understanding of some things that uh, that you've never understood, you know, both from your mom and your dad, yeah. and so that you guys can have a real healthy relationship, yeah. you know, as you get older and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's better that you deal with it now, because yeah. how old are you? I'm um, 15. Yeah, it's better to deal with it at 15 than to deal with it at age 30. Yeah. Um, Peter, thanks for being a part of the program. Appreciate it. Thank you. Everyone wants to be a part of something that's making a difference. Our Residential Counseling Center is changing the destiny of families and teens on a daily basis. And one might think we're crazy. Other people think we're absolutely nuts. But I tend to think that God is leading us down a path of living with teens that we could have never seen our family doing. For almost 35 years, Heartlight has been a place of help and hope for 65 struggling teens. A place half the kids would tell you that Heartlight has kept them alive. Heartlight is nestled in the beautiful piney woods of East Texas outside of Longview. And Heartlight is a setting dedicated to provide a respite for families seeking new tools for their parenting toolbox as they raise their teens in a very conflicted culture. And this year-long program for teens is therapy-rich and professionally staffed to offer teens the transformative environment that they need to make changes that they desire. You can help us make a difference in the life of a family and bring light to the life of a teen whose life has been pretty dark. To find out more information about Heartlight, please go to heartlightministries.org. That's www.heartlightministries.org. Jackie, thank you for being a part of the program today. You bet. Hey, tell me a little bit. How did you end up at Heartlight? Um, I first heard about it through my dad. He heard about it through his friend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. At work, I got expelled from my school for having drugs in my car. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. Um, it was just like a really bad situation, mm. but. So I feel like Heartlight just kind of gave me a, another opportunity at fixing myself, I guess. Okay, so they they found drugs, I mean, yeah. which is kind of common on a lot of high school campuses. Yeah. It's not that much of a surprise. Why do you think that you're moved toward drugs? What do you think that was? Well, I've always been around drugs. I grew up in a really bad area, and I was always like, I was introduced to it at a really young age. Like how old? I was in seventh grade. I was about 13. Wow. Yeah, so I've been doing drugs for about four years. Okay, when you think about seventh grade. Yeah. Doesn't that, when you look back on that, doesn't that seem kind of weird? Yeah, I was always around like older kids. Yeah. Because my middle school and high school were combined. And so I always try to like impress the older kids and I was trying to fit in with them. But it ended up just becoming a really bad habit. Wow. Why do you yeah. think you were trying to fit in? I don't know. I always was drawn to 
older kids, I felt more mature than my age group. So I was always trying to like be with the older kids. Wow. Wow. Just didn't get along with people or what? I just didn't get along with like my age group. I yeah. felt like they were too immature for me. Wow. And so you did the mature thing by <laughs> using drugs. I mean, that sounds kind of yeah. stupid, but I'm, no, no. But I mean, hanging around a different crowd that influences you in some way, you know, yeah. it's kind of different. Okay, so how did how did your dad respond? You get, they get a call that you get expelled from school. People get expelled from school for a number of reasons, and what does he do at that point? Well, my dad was very disappointed, but he was always like, he always tries to protect me in any situation. Yeah. He took it on really well at first, and then we had a meeting. I wasn't about to come here until I made another mistake. I got caught up again Mm. afterwards, and he was like, that's it. Like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So kind of just was looking into other resources. Yeah. How'd your mom respond? She didn't really know what to do. Like, she's never—she— Grew up in Korea. She's from a different culture, so she didn't really know how to respond to all the chaos that I've been putting her through. But, yeah. And so when the decision was made for you to leave home, uh, were your parents relieved or were they scared or were they just at a point at wit's end that they were just kind of going, we don't know what else to do? It was Kind of like they were scared for me. They mm. didn't want to send me away, but they just didn't know what else to do to help yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. They didn't want to put me in like an outpatient rehab because they thought I would be introduced to like people around my area that are yeah. doing bad things. Yeah. So they just thought it'd be best for me, I guess. Okay. So you, you, what do you think the, the, the reason for the drugs was? I started them because I thought it'd be fun and then it just turned into a really bad habit I was getting really addicted it started out with just smoking Mm -hmm. and then it turned into other things so when you look back at that time now have you surprised yourself what you were doing yes like I never thought that I would be in as deep as I was wow and now, since I've been here, I've only been here for like 40 days or something, yeah. but I'm 40 days clean and it feels really good. Are you thinking different? I think I'm like thinking a lot clearer than yeah, yeah. I was before. Well, it'll probably take a few months really to kind of yeah. clear it all out of your system and stuff. If you would have continued on the same path, where do you think you would have ended up? To be honest, I'm not sure. I think it could have been a lot worse. Like I could have I could be in juvie right now, like, with the amount of stuff I was doing, like, the stuff I had in my car. I'm just really grateful that it didn't end up like that. Yeah. You think about your friends back home any? I do a lot. I think about, like, what they're doing and, like, how they're doing. Like, I always think of what they're doing at that moment. Like, what are they doing without me? Yeah. But I know that this is for the better. Yeah. And it's helping me a lot. Wow. Well, cool. Okay, so what could your parents have done different, you think? I mean, you are in seventh grade and you start using, but what could a mom and dad, that, I mean, there's there's millions of people listening to us. What what could those parents do different if, when they find themselves in the same position? My parents were never really around. 
they were always at work and they were trying to do the best they could to mm -hmm. give me a better life. But I just felt neglected and I didn't like have anything else to, I don't know. I just thought that it was like taking my pain away and like it was something to do while they weren't around. Yeah. Just got bored. Kind of. <laughs> wow. You know, I, and I think parents have a tough time making that transition. Yeah. From when everything's going well and, you know, everything's fine and then you kind of coast a little bit. Yeah. And then people turn 12 and something immediately changes. Yeah. Do you remember going upstairs, being one kid, and then coming down the next morning and being something I completely do. different? I, I don't really know what made the switch for me, but... All of a sudden, like, I just wasn't myself anymore. Wow. It was just, I turned, like, 13, and I was just trying to be something I wasn't. Is Was it at that, at that birthday that you went, okay, I'm going to do something different? I guess so, but it wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you smoked pot or something? Yeah. Um, I was at a park, and... Me and my friends did it, and then after that, I kind of just always wanted to do it. Yeah. It was just so when you went to bed that night, it was, hey, I want to do that again. Was there a sense of, man, I shouldn't be doing this? Yes, all the time. I was always worried that I was going to get in trouble for it, and I had before. Like, my parents caught me vaping on social media, and which was stupid to begin with. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be posting that type of stuff. But I was young and didn't really think of anything. And, well, they didn't know how to punish me. So it was just kind of like they were trying to figure it out because I'm the oldest yeah. out of me and my younger brother. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, they were trying to do the best they could, but they just didn't know how. Yeah. You get along with your parents, though? Um, I, my parents are divorced, Yeah. so I live with my mom, and we have a okay relationship. It's yeah. kind of different with the language barrier and stuff, but, um, me and my dad just kind of have, like, a distant relationship. We're not yeah. very close or anything, but we still get along here and there. But. Yeah, yeah. Feel like they love you? I think they do. I think they care. <laughs> you love them? Yes. Because that becomes important. That's really important to know whether you do or not. So Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I mean, in 40 days, I mean, if your head's clearing up and you're doing well, then my hope is that it'll continue to get better and better and better. Yeah. But thank you for coming in and sharing part of your story. Of course. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org, HeartlightMinistries.org, or MarkGregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.